And what's up? Welcome in GC Live Wednesday episode of the show. Wes Mitchell, Chris Clark here. As always, brought to you by our buddy Clint Hammond of Movement Mortgage, ClintHammond.com, 803-771-6933. It's the phone number, as always. If you want more information, go to ClintHammond.com. Uh, Clint's a mortgage broker here in Columbia, but serving uh, the state of South Carolina, and I believe actually uh, several other states as well. So uh, again, if you're in the market for a new home or just uh, are thinking about making that jump from renting to home ownership and are sort of curious, you know, how does this work? What can I afford? How much down payment do I need? What options do I have? Are there programs out there that can help me as a first-time home buyer? Um, a lot of times that answer is yes, and Clint uh, can get very, very creative and helping you sort through that. So again, hit Clint up, 803-771-6933. Great dude, great Gamecock, and supporter here on the show. Never a dull moment in Gamecock Nation. I I think Tyler Head, our 107.5 host and producer, is starting to learn that, Chris, that even as we're rolling into New Year, we're on January 10 at this point. College football season itself is over. But there has really not been a day other than maybe a little break for Christmas that there hasn't been something to talk about. And for South Carolina today, that something is continued shuffling, I guess you would say, with the coaching staff. Good term. Good term. Shuffling. And, of course, the two moves, Wes, that we're going to probably spend the bulk of this show talking about, Shane Beamer tabbing. A new assistant coach, of course, has not been officially announced yet, has not been a contract approved, but James Coley, veteran coach of several programs, including most recently Texas A&M. He's been at Georgia, Miami, Florida State, started his career with Nick Saban at LSU. Uh, He will be a new member of the coaching staff. And then, of course, Jody Wright, South Carolina's tight ends coach, will be heading to take the head coaching job at Murray State. Gamecock's still looking for a running backs coach, and there could be expected to be some additional shuffling on the staff even beyond that. So you're right. Uh, Wes, I think we, you and I probably had an idea when we went to bed on Tuesday night, me earlier than you, as usual, uh, that we would be covering some coaching moves today. And I think we, we ended up getting even more than we bargained for because of the Jody Wright situation as well. Yeah, and uh, all credit where it's due. I mean, a guy I got a lot of respect to. Actually, both guys I got a lot of respect for. Jody Wright as a coach. And then um, Matt Zenitz, 24-7 Sports, used to work with us over there at On3, um, broke the news last night that um, Coley is expected to be hired at South Carolina. And then here we are today. We got – confirmation on that and uh zenith's all over it as he normally is one of the best guys i feel like for national breaking coaching news and so you know i I think first of all kind of the you're like all right what's the corresponding move here almost so to speak and all this was kind of playing out in conjunction with each other with the hire or yeah the murray state hire of jody wright which um i guess probably has not been officially announced on their end quite yet, but is is going to happen. And, and so it all started to kind of make sense. Um, 
you know, how this has played out. And I'll say, hey, let's throw let's throw our boy Clonny a little bit of credit as well. David Cloniger, he dude, Chris, he was on the he was on the AM scent, wasn't he? He was on yeah. the AM scent. So yeah. um, you know, I, I got no problem giving people credit on, on stuff like that. And so um, so that happens, and then we got news confirmed this morning. We're able to put it out there. Um, I think first you were, Chris, on Jody Wright to Murray State. And so let, let's start with Jody. And uh, by the way, y'all, be, be careful about fake Twitter accounts as well. T, I see your message there. Um, that's not a James Coley account, um, the, the post from outside williams Bryce. So this stuff – I didn't retweet it, but I saw it. We already had it. We already had it buttoned up enough, confirmed that it didn't need. Like I wasn't like, "Oh, that's new," but I saw the Coley tweet and I was like, "Oh, he's already in town." And then I got to look and I was like, "Wait a second, it, yeah. this is not him at all." So you got to be more and more like vigilant. I feel like in making sure what you're reading is real. In this case, didn't really matter because he's coming on board regardless. But that stuff will get you, man, even when you just live on this stuff. Yeah. So, anyway, I, I want to go into Jody. I, I thought, man, first of all, congrats to him. I know we both feel the same way there. Um, guy that's worked his way up the, the kind of coaching ladder, a, uh, a football man. Like, th- this dude, his brother's a high school coach, uh, you know, a football family hilarious dude great networker very well liked i think that's going to put him in a spot to hire a good staff for that level because he knows everybody but for south carolina you know this is a guy who came in and brought i thought a little bit of that saban recruiting juice to the staff kind of was never never seemed scared about butting heads with Big time programs. If you're Jody Wright, so um, kudos, congrats to him, man. Uh, I feel like he's a, a pretty, pretty good outside the box hire for Murray State. Yeah, it was interesting. You know, Murray State for context, Wes. They had a rough year. They were two and nine. So their head coach Dean Hood retired and then took a job at Kentucky as an off the field guy. And they play in an extremely competitive you know, section uh, of FCS. And uh, they actually were looking at it earlier today, their 2024 schedule. Welcome, Jody Wright. You get to play Missouri on the road, top 10 team to open the season. They'll also go to Kroger Field and play Kentucky. And then they've got some really good teams that they match up with uh, on an annual basis. So, you know, if you're taking over a 2-9 and nine team, uh, th- there's problems there, obviously. There's problems probably with uh, – you know, your roster not being that great, maybe culture, maybe both of those things. And so Jody Wright will get started on those things quickly. And and I think you're right, Wes, an outside-the-box type hire. You're not pulling, you know, a coordinator maybe who's been a hot name lately. Obviously, an FCS head coaching job like this, it attracted, my understanding, some interesting candidates. It's not the same as, you know, a Power 5 head coaching job, right? But still one that I think ha- – they talked to some interesting people. They talked to some offensive coordinators, some defensive coordinators. But Jody Wright is fits the guy of a Bill who's who's been around the block. He's worked for some big head coaches. 
He's worked in the SEC. He's worked at FCS. He's a Jacksonville State grad and has also worked at Jacksonville State as a coach. And so he knows, like you said, Wes, that that landscape. Um, he's also been a personnel guy for Nick Saban off the field and was actually a part of a couple national title teams there in that capacity. So when you look at a program like Murray State, who obviously needs to improve their roster, <clears throat> that's an area where I think somebody like Jody Wright can go and, and really step in and, and improve that with recruiting. And I think Wes did a good job at South Carolina as a recruiter as well. You look at some of the guys that he got them in on. Um, signing Michael Smith was, I think, behind the scenes. The more and more I've learned about that one since signing day, holding off Auburn, holding off Tennessee, Ohio State had made a run at Michael Smith. You know, this is a big-time prospect out of Savannah, and, and Jody Wright was able to navigate that one very, very well. Um, so definitely brought some recruiting juice and connections to South Carolina that he'll now be taking uh, to a different level. Yeah, man, and I, I think, um, yeah, Mike, Michael Smith, that one – Start. We were hearing some stuff behind the scenes during it, like trying trying to make sense of all this. And you know, Auburn, Tennessee, certainly. Uh, you know, you picked up the Ohio State stuff. Like th- those are some obviously some sort of blue blood type programs, and they were pushing. And um, you know, this kid's an Under Armour All American for a reason. And uh, you know, I, I will say this, y'all. Something we've uh, and I, Chris, I, I actually haven't even looked. Have you major? post yet on, on Gamecock Central, I guess, important, let's, let's note that, um, like, we're, we're kind of using the word shuffle for a reason, so don't, yes. like, I think South Carolina's still in the process of solidifying all the moving pieces, now, now, the big moving piece was obviously Jody getting this job, that allows you the room to go get Coley, and then, you add another coach as well because of uh, Hardesty being gone. Well, don't uh, – there's been s- assumptions, and I get it because Coley has been a tight ends coach before. But he's also – he's co- coached multiple other spots as well on offense. So, um, again, credit where it's due. I think when Zenit said an offensive assistant, he was very much on it. Like, that was very deliberate. Yes. that That speaks to what we have been told as well. Um, let, let's wait and see as these sort of chess pieces get moved into place, what this staff is actually going to look like. Let's not just assume that it's going to be Coley slides right into tight ends. Do you think that's a fair way to say it? That is. And I did make that post and not only shout out to Clint Hammond, but shout out to Clint Morrison. I can tell that he was, uh, from one of his early comments, he's been checking out. GamecockCentral.com. Th- this happened in terms of uh, how it came- ended up coming out, Wes. It happened backwards, right, where you hearing about c- – because when some people saw, oh, James Coley, well, is he going to be the running backs coach, right? Because that's the only spot. The answer was no. But it's also a, hey, not necessarily when there's another coach open opening now with Jody Wright leaving. So, again, some additional shuffling. And and all this, Wes, is one reason why we tried to consistently say, hey, look, it's the Tuesday after the Clemson game, for instance, just to use a random date. 
I know no, there's been no coaching moves, but that doesn't mean there will not be any coaching moves, right? When Monterio Hardesty was dismissed, we said, hey, this, this doesn't mean this is the end. You know, there's opportunity. We knew other coaches were engaged with other jobs. We knew that there's a possibility of bringing in somebody, et cetera, et cetera, some additional shuffling on the staff. And so that's what we're still monitoring right now. So just to recap, we anticipate an outside hire, not James Coley, being the running backs coach. And if you're thinking that Jody Wright is just being traded out for James Coley, not so fast on that one either. Let's just hold. Let's see where it shakes out. We're we're following it. We're going to continue to follow it, and we'll we'll let everybody know where it where it stands. Yeah, for sure. And uh, so come on over to Gamecock Central, hang out with us on there. And um, I I do think, hey, for just a, a random thought here, maybe kind of inside the business, we're always cognizant of yes, you can get news on social media. Like we understand that we post on social media as well, but hopefully with all the stuff that's just thrown out there on social media. Um, Gamecock Central can be a place where you can come there and know, all right, this is sourced information that we are gathering. If it's a report where we're leaning on someone else, we're going to tell you, hey, Matt Zenit says this, we're confirming. If it's a report where it's firsthand, like Jody Wright, we're going to tell you, hey, we, we feel very strongly based on what we're being told that this is the truth and you won't have to worry about is this the right account or not? Is this a real person? Um, there's a fake tweet that just went up before we went on about a certain Clemson wide receiver who Gamecock fans are very familiar with, completely fake tweet that he was going to enter the portal. So uh, there's all types of stuff like that. So we'd love to have you come on over to Gamecock Central and hang out with us on the Insiders Forum. Right now, if you use SCAR1 as your code, $1 for two months at GamecockCentral.com. Again, $1 for two months, code SCAR1 on Gamecock Central. And I I do want to get a little bit into what we've heard on the running back coaching search, Chris. I think safe to say there's there's been behind-the-scenes movement there, I would say, in the last, I don't know, 24 hours or so, it seems like. But I I think we're still kind of waiting for that one to get to the finish line, so to speak. And you know, maybe some final decisions there potentially soon. But let, let's go into Coley first and what he could mean for South Carolina, and then we'll get into what we've heard on the running backs coach uh, sort of search as well. And, and so with Coley, I, I like the balance here, Chris, of, you know, you potentially, like you bring in, let's just give an example, a Sterling Lucas. And, you know, or or even Jody Wright, for that matter, you know, Sterling comes in from the NFL, young guy, did not really have that experience recruiting at this level, but you said, look, likable, great personality, connects with people well. Um, But Shane Beamer even talked about, or, or Sterling talked about it, or Beamer talked about, maybe both of them did, about Sterling sort of going on the road with Beamer for the first time and Beamer, like, giving him the lay of the land. And so I, I think you always kind of need balance in your staff. So young guys bring certain things, fire, energy, um, kind of that youthfulness that everybody needs. They connect with players. Then if you go with a veteran, 
which is what Coley is, then, um, you know, I, I think whenever you do that, you're talking about a guy who has seen it all, has seen what um, can happen in big boy recruiting battles. He's won big boy recruiting battles. He's lost big boy. You know, he's seen everything that can happen. And so I I really like having balance on your staff. And I think Coley is an example of Beamer going out and kind of getting one of those names that Gamecock fans kind of pine for on message boards, like a proven big-name assistant coach. Yeah, he's got that. I mean, he's a guy that's 50 years old, so he's still young, Wes, in my opinion, but also has plenty of experience, you know, and I think his first job was at LSU in 2003 working as a grad assistant for Jimbo Fisher, who was the OC for Nick Saban at LSU. And since then he's been to, you know, he's been an an OC or a co-OC at FIU at Georgia. He's been a position coach at Georgia, position coach at A&M. He's been at FSU, a Miami native. And so he brings several things, you know, obviously a lot of experience, but he's a guy that's got positional versatility and has been quite frankly, Wes, during his career, he's shown to be an elite recruiter. And, you know, we've seen this movie in the past and I'm not saying Coley's going to play out this way by any means, but we've seen in the past where you get some guys that have done it at big name schools, they still have to go prove it at South Carolina or at any other new school. We've seen, you brought up Sterling Lucas earlier. Sterling Lucas, a guy who um, had never recruited at this level, but has shown the capacity to do it, right? When you look at Coley, I think recruiting has been a huge part of the conversation here in Columbia, right? Um, Some of the misses, the desire to go get in on some bigger recruits. Now, they've done that under Shane Beamer, but you always need more, right, as you try to build your program. Talent acquisition, especially in this era, is the name of the game. And so you look at Coley, his track record, no matter what program he's been at, FSU, Miami, Georgia, A&M, he has a track record of going out and getting talent. And a lot of guys from South Florida, an area that South Carolina has not traditionally had a lot of success in, can he help them there? He signed guys at all those other places from that region. And I know you pointed this out yesterday, today, Wes. You go up and down his list of guys he's recruited. He's got he's got some five stars on there for sure from back in the day and, and recently. Yeah, no doubt. And I, I think, Chris, when when you kind of j- – just you even saying the names of the schools he's been at, um, you know, th- this guy has had no problem whatsoever getting job offers, you know. I, I mean, he when he's bounced around, it's been for excellent opportunities. And, you know, I, I think it's just a guy that, again, to tie all this in, also does have some position versatility in terms of what he can do on your staff. Uh, you know, he he's even he's been a coordinator before. Like I and I'm not saying that in any way to mean that's what his role will be at South Carolina, because it's not. Let's just put that out there. But I, I think it's always good to have that additional experience, additional just sort of um ability to to sort of know the big picture, I, I think is what I'm trying to say. And so Coley brings that 
he's old enough at 50 to have the experience, but still young enough to connect. And I think all those things are, are really important, man. So um, going to be a good hire as of 225. What is this, Wednesday? Not officially official as far as being buttoned up by the BOT and all that stuff, but um, firmly, truly expected to happen, I think, in terms of sounds like verbal agreements and, and all that stuff. Um, you know, it, it appears to completely be happening and, and will be a good hire for South Carolina. And we, we had a mention, yes, Travis. We talked about this on the radio today, man, but Coley and the South Florida connection. That's an area that has not been open to South Carolina in quite some time, Chris. No, it hasn't. And we were trying to go over. I mean, South Carolina's signed a guy or two here and there, Wes. But as far as having a bunch of impact guys from that area, there, there aren't many of them, right? I mean, Gamecocks had some a guy here and there from Miami, from you know Fort Myers in Southwest Florida, et cetera, et cetera. But you go back. I mean, hopefully, some maybe somebody in the chat can help us out here on the show. But you know, Rashad Fenton, who was in the twenty. 15 class for South Carolina was a South Florida guy. I remember uh, Grady Brown West was able to get South Carolina in on some guys down there, but not a ton of them. Right. And, and to recruit in that region, if you talk to high school coaches, college coaches about there, you have to know, you use the, the word, the terminology lay of the land. You got to know the lay of the land in South Florida to go have some success. Coley's a guy that has a lot of connections down there. And, Again, go back to Georgia, A&M, FSU, of course at Miami. He was able to get kids from Florida, from South Florida, to all of those programs. And you would have to expect – my expectation, Wes, is once he's officially at South Carolina, once he's officially in the saddle, so to speak, I think you're going to see some names come out from South Florida of, hey, this is a guy that James Coley has gotten South Carolina in the mix with. This guy's going to visit. And we might start seeing them be a little bit more active down there and landing more players from that region. But definitely a guy who comes to South Carolina with a really good recruiting rep. Yeah, no doubt, man. So that'll be exciting. We'll see if some names pop up. You got to imagine in this sort of – I mean, it's crazy how quickly you kind of turn the page. You're starting to see these 2015 or 2025s start to – Hey, I'm going here, here, and here during the spring. I'm going, I've got these dates, and you got junior days going on pretty soon. Believe it or not, we'll be talking about spring practice and guys will be visiting for that. And so I, I think what this does when you kind of talk about getting you in the door, like getting you kind of kind of opening that window, I think it's about getting them on campus. Once you get them to South Carolina, like it's up to all the other aspects of the program to land them. But I think it's pretty easy. When these schools, especially it seems like the Florida schools take those big bus trips from down there. I think if you're Coley, you got those connections where you're gonna say, Hey man, bring your guys by. Like, come come see what we got. Hey, our facilities are way better than anybody down there even realizes. So I, I think w- one thing we've seen with South Carolina, man, when they get kids on campus, they do have success. And a lot of times the further you get away from Columbia when you do get those guys on campus, a lot of times we get that feedback of, 
hey, I didn't realize that South Carolina had the resources that they do on, on campus. So I, I think that's something it it's not an instant, it's not an immediate, but over time we're gonna kind of see that start to pay off, I think. And and somebody mentioned uh I guess Travis again, the portal. You know, when you bring in a new coach, you never know what portal guy may pop up as, oh, he knows that guy. He's got a relationship with this guy. And does it get you somebody on campus, uh, you know, for, from the portal as well? Yep, I just went completely haywire there, Wes, for a second. Sorry. Yeah, portal connections, big. Um relationship building, I mean, it's so important. And and I think, Wes, too, you know, what you and I were kind of talking philosophically about recruiting, and I think some people have posited that in this new era, it's only about – it's just about money in the NIL and transfer portal era. And, look, is, is it more important nowadays to have – it's critical, right, to have a sound – you know, NIL set up at your, at your school through your collective and through deals, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, absolutely critical. If you don't have that, you're, you're not going to recruit very well nowadays in the portal or in high school slash junior college. But recruiting is still a lot about relationships and trust and uh, being able to know how to recruit certain types of guys and um, who are the important people around prospects because uh, – Oftentimes, prospects, I mean, they've got family members, they've got coaches, they've got trainers, they've got handlers. You need somebody that knows that landscape, but you need somebody who, who has done it, who has proven they can do it, uh, and also, you know, has the uh, has the ability to step into this new era and and be able to adapt to those changes. And, and I think from everything I've heard on James Coley, um, you, you think he's going to be pretty well equipped, you know, to be able to do that. No doubt, man, for sure. Um, all right, before we go any further, going to tell you about our friend Andy Ludicky from My Perfect Franchise. Uh, go check out myperfectfranchise.net, 404-973-9901. Email is andy at myperfectfranchise.net. And you may be asking yourself, what is My Perfect Franchise? What is the purpose of it? And so Andy, who founded and started and runs My Perfect Franchise, he is a franchise consultant as well as himself, a franchise owner. And uh, what he's going to do is he's going to help people find franchises that fit their skill sets, financial requirements, time to commit, and more. Uh, if you're ready to leave the corporate rat race for the American dream, looking for a side hustle uh, while you keep your current job, want to diversify, build wealth, and or leave a legacy, Andy wants to help you with all those things. So essentially, maybe you're sitting at home, you want to be a franchise owner, you want to be a business owner, but you just aren't quite sure how to get started. Andy will chat with you for free. Um, no cost whatsoever on your end. He'll chat with you. You'll answer some questions. And then he's going to match you with a franchise that is looking for someone just like you. So, again, call him, text him, 404-973-9901. Go to myperfectfranchise.net for more information or email him. Andy, A-N-D-Y, at myperfectfranchise.net. Appreciate Andy for being a sponsor on our podcast and several other shows throughout the OWN3 network. Chris, let's talk running backs, man. Do you think we 
do you think we have this thing figured out by the end of the week? I know, I, I know that's hard because you're, you're always reliant on like like other people for that. Like maybe maybe Beamer wants it to be done by the the end of the week, but everybody he's talking to, they're on their timeline as well, and he he and Loggins have got to make a decision. Then whoever they offer or you know, almost offer has to make a decision. You, you can't say for sure, but it kind of feels like we could be getting closer to the finish line just based on what we've been hearing. I, I do think we are closer to the end than the beginning, if that makes sense. You know, this is not one that I think we're going to be sitting here January 30th going, who's the running backs coach? You know, I, I really don't anticipate that. Um, Hopefully that will not be saved and put on that freezing cold takes thing. But, you know, I do think with what we have, Wes, I feel pretty strongly about that. Something would really have to change for this thing to slow down. Now, to be clear, we don't know who the guy is yet. We know that Shane Beamer has had conversations. Uh, We know a few of the names that have been in the mix, that are in the mix. Uh, We just don't quite know yet, don't have it pinned down. And and I do think that's because – it's not totally firmed up who is the next running backs coach going to be, but I definitely agree. It it seems to be getting closer and closer to wrapping it up. I wouldn't be shocked sitting here again. Let me set the time Wednesday, January 10th, 2.34 PM would not be shocked. Even if it's in the next 24, 36, 48 hours, something like that. We, we will see because these things can ebb and flow. They, they can change, but it seems to be going more that direction. Yeah, for sure. Uh, some name. Let's let's get into a couple of names, man. We've mentioned them on Gamecock Central. If you're on there, you already know these names, um, and you have known them for a while. Um, but let's reward the people. We're at the 30 minute mark. If you've stuck in there and listened to us for 30 minutes now, um, let's reward them. Some of the names we've heard. Obviously, the initial name that sort of everybody was speculating on, Jimmy Smith in Arkansas. Um, but then some other names have popped up. We've heard sort of float around uh, Newland Isaac at Liberty, Matt Merritt at USF, and then um, Thomas Brown, former Gamecock running backs coach, who was on that Panther staff uh, that just uh, has had to experience a coaching change. And uh, that I, I got to think Thomas Brown would have many, many, many options, but that's speculation on my part. I mean, the, the guy has been a rising star, though, not just at the college level. And, um, you know, moving up in the NFL as well, called plays for the Panthers this year. Initially was kind of OC by name, then became the actual OC. And, and so rising star there, man, I, I I will say this. It seems like we've heard, at least today, now these things can be fluid. We've heard a lot of Newland Isaac. Smoke, you would say, during the last uh, 24 hours. And so I, I will also I will add this, man, that I want to get your thoughts. I feel like we as a – y'all know sometimes I just lump us all together. The media, fans, game, game cognition, everybody in this bubble. I feel like we assume things quite a bit when it comes to this stuff. And – um so Rocket and Jimmy Smith, would that, if for whatever reason the hire was Jimmy Smith, 
Would that be a reunion for those two guys? Uh, of course, obviously it would. Is that some type of package deal? You know, by all indications, no. I, I think there was an assumption when the move was made that it was going to be Jimmy Smith, and he is interested in the job. But th this is not, from everything we've gathered at this point, this is not a just go hire Travian Robertson, for example, move. You know, this is not where there's one guy, one interview, one conversation, and then he's the guy. They have gone through the process. And, Chris, I also think the more I hear, the more it sounds like Dow Loggins has been pretty involved in this hire. And uh, maybe in the Coley hire, too. I don't know. I can't speak to that. Maybe so. But what we've heard about this one in particular it feels like Dow Loggins has been very involved. And it also, um, if you look at a guy who came in as a new OC without his own staffers, it makes sense for him to have a lot of say in this one. It does. And, and yeah, that, that Jimmy Smith connection was, I mean, Wes, how long did that float around as a, as a dream scenario for Gamecock Nation either? Rocket or Jimmy Smith or both, ideally, right? And in people's minds, um, doesn't mean it was it was necessarily ever that that package deal, right? Now, Jimmy Smith, aside from being Rocket Sanders' running backs coach at Arkansas, did make sense for this job. And the indications that we've gotten is certainly, as you said, Jimmy Smith interested in the job, and and I think at least some level of interest from South Carolina and him. Um, and made a lot of sense because he's he's from the state of South Carolina, has roots here, coached with Dow Loggins, right? There's a, a good recruiter, a good coach by all indications. So he kind of fit that profile and fit the bill. But uh, we, I think we found out pretty quickly that, like you said earlier, it was not going to be a Travian Robertson situation where it was a very quick, snappy process. We wondered if it would be, but then as the days tick by, you started hearing, okay, this name's in the mix. Okay, here's a name to watch. Here's a name to watch. You hear more and more about Newland Isaac. You, you hear a new name here or there, and that kind of gives you the sense of, okay, this thing is is more of an actual process with some actual people involved. And um, to that end, Wes, New, Newland Isaac, a, another guy with South Carolina roots, right, from, from Hopkins. He's a guy that's been with Jamie Chadwell for basically his whole career, right? Um, and is from what I've picked up pretty highly regarded, um, as a coach, he's, he's young. He was the 2021 AFCA assistant coach of the year, which is pretty good. And has also been a Broyles award, uh, nominee. Um, not sure if he was a semifinalist or just a nominee, but so, so pretty highly regarded guy. And, um, the more people we've talked to about him, um, a lot of people seem to be, you know, pretty impressed with him as well. Yeah, no doubt, man. And uh, the, the the hometown connection there, I think, obviously plays in with both him and Jimmy Smith, uh, both those guys. Palmetto State guys who I, I think probably love this state. And I think, not that that's a requirement, but it does help when you're from an area, have some ties, and have an appreciation for living in that state and, uh, you know, being at the the main school in that state as well. 
transfer portal question here by Billy. And you talk about a quarterback coming in. Chris, I'm, I continue to think that quarterback and wide receiver are your two remaining sort of areas of focus from the portal. At one point, it did seem like another defensive back might be likely or possible. That talk seems to have kind of simmered at, at this point. It, it seems like quarterback and wide receiver, if they could add the right guy at those two spots, is sort of your your two positions to keep an eye on. Yeah, Gamecocks would love to add, you know, another receiver and add somebody with, you know, a little bit more size. When you look at the profiles of who they've brought in, good players, um, but adding somebody, you know, six foot, six one, somebody with some length, maybe more of an outside type of receiver or a guy who could play inside or outside with more size would seem to be a priority. The the, the portal is closed, Wes, but still guys in the portal, right, that are yet to decide. Visits, actually, for guys who are still looking for transfer destinations, that can reopen this – that will reopen this weekend. And so always an opportunity to – maybe a guy pops up. You also keep in mind, of course, as we always say, the, the spring transfer window, post-spring. Uh, there's possibility that you could see somebody pop up then if South Carolina has not gone ahead and filled that receiver need. And then, of course, quarterback – Right now you go into spring, you know, projected to have either two or three scholarship quarterbacks, one of which is a true freshman with Dante Reno. We'll see what South Carolina decides to do with Luke Doty, and that may depend on what happens in the portal. And the guy to watch there is exactly who Lauren just brought up here in the chat. Robbie Ashford is slated to be in town this weekend. Uh, Alabama native. Former Oregon, former Auburn quarterback, was at Auburn this past year, now in the portal. And I think, Wes, after a what seems like a pretty long process of trying to figure out, all right, who who is the portal quarterback? Who's it going to be? If all goes well and if all lines up this weekend, I think there's a decent chance that Robbie Ashford ends up, you know, being that guy. But we'll see how it goes. There you hear it, Chris Clark, guaranteeing that South Carolina <laughs> will have a transfer portal quarterback this weekend. Tweet it, Facebook it, Instagram it, TikTok it, and uh, also follow us on all those platforms at Gamecock Central. You know why that would make a lot of sense, though, man? There wouldn't be a ton of change in your scheme. Let, let's say, you know, you're always going to have an open competition, right? Every coach is going to say that. You compete for every spot. Let's project this out, though. Lenora Sellers will probably be your starting quarterback in 2024. Well, let's say Robbie Ashford's your guy. They fight it out. Lenoris wins the job. Well, to me, it's not the same skill set, but in terms of the running ability, the athleticism, in terms of what your overall scheme would be, he is, I think, a pretty good fit for what I imagine this offense is going to be this coming season. Yes, he is a, a dual threat guy. Um, he's been a starter. He's been a backup. He, he knows the deal as far as competing, Wes. He, he's been there. He's done that. And so he fits that profile. I think it's, it's this is a weird situation for South Carolina because you have a guy in Lenora Sellers who's, what, taken, I don't know, Wes, 30, 40 snaps in his career, 
he hasn't taken many meaningful snaps in terms of being the guy. He's made some really cool plays, but not exactly in those big moments where he's been the guy, the starter. And around South Carolina, people know that this guy has a chance to be really, really good. Outside of South Carolina, maybe not a ton of people, right? Maybe they've heard of him. Said, oh, okay, I've seen his YouTube clips. Probably pretty good. And so he'll probably be the guy, but you still need competition, right? And you're trying to recruit to that situation as well. And so it's really cool to think about just on paper, well, uh, let's just go get, you know, some five-star quarterback, you know, or whatever, who's in the portal. When it comes down to it, not so easy, right? And, And in this new era, that's why you're seeing a Malik Murphy transfer from Texas and end up going to Duke, right? Shane Beamer said, hey, we've had some transfer quarterbacks call and they want to be assured of the job. They're not going to do that at South Carolina because you've got Lenora Sellers and that's not how Shane Beamer wants to operate anyway. So interesting situation, unique situation. I think when you look at somebody like Ashford or just to be fair to throw in another one that's been there in the past, at least like a Chandler Morris, Guys who have been backups and have started, have dealt with some adversity, they they understand the deal, they're good with competing, and maybe ultimately might be good with being backup quarterbacks at an SEC school. That's kind of what you're you're looking for at, at this point. Yeah, and I, I tend to think, man, you're I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. You're not going to get the complete package like a guy that's just can run it, can throw it. There's no dings, there's no questions, there's no there's no worries whatsoever. That guy's not coming here. So to to me, I would take the guy like Ashford who let's see, I'm pulling it up right now. Played 131 snaps at Auburn this past season. 70.8 PFF grade. Overall on offense, 52.0, which 60 is the baseline in a passing game, 74.7 in the running game. So if I know that I can't just have like a a guy who checks every single box, to me, give, give me the athlete. Give me the guy that if he has to play a game or two, at least like, does that give you a complete offense that's going to go win you a title? No. But in my opinion, if I if I don't have the thrower slash runner that can do it all, give me the guy, especially with what I think is going to be a much better offensive line, what's going to be a much better overall rushing attack. I'll take the take the air out of the ball and just have that quarterback running threat. We've seen teams be able to at least make it work offensively with that. Whereas if you have a guy who's sort of up and down in the passing game, but then doesn't have the rushing ability as well, that's when you see offenses that just can't move the ball at all. Yeah. And it's so important to be dual threat nowadays anyway, Wes. And I think, I mean, you look at the teams that have been very successful Typically, their quarterback has a level of mobility, and, and I think even, even though we seen we saw it firsthand last year, how mobile Spencer Rattler was able to be in the pocket and 
escaping and getting some key yardage and buying himself time. I think he'll always he'll stay in the underrated runner category, right? Uh, even though we know, like we can properly rate him, he he was mobile, but he'll just kind of stay in that category, underrated. I, I think you need it, and you're right when you when you have to go to a backup quarterback. There's a reason they're a backup, right? Usually, at least for starters, um, and and if the limitation there is you know, maybe throwing the football or command of the offense, being able to lean on the run element is certainly something you you would love to have. So it makes a lot of sense there. Yeah, and you won't completely change your offense either, which I think is a is a factor. Yeah. You know what? The only the only way in my opinion these days is to have that guy that maybe quote has it all um would be the reverse situation of what South Carolina has. Really kind of what South Carolina had this past season where Let's say, and and obviously we're not speaking it into existence because the season is over, but uh, luckily Spencer never had to deal with any injuries uh, that kept him out. But you had a guy like Lenore Sellers who we think has a great upside, but was a true freshman this past season. So I I think the only way you kind of get that these days is if there's a guy who's younger than your starter and is sort of waiting in the wings, but if they had to go in, has that upside and potential. Whereas right now you have this redshirt freshman, like you said earlier, man, it's just hard to go out and find somebody unless they're like Dante Reno, who is a true freshman coming in, um, you know, that is younger than than sellers, obviously. So I I think uh, for, for South Carolina, if they can get Ashford, we'll see how it goes this weekend. All things considered, I actually think that's a, it's a pretty good get and makes a lot of sense. And, all right, before we close this thing out, Christopher Clark, why don't you tell everybody about our friends at Liberty Tax and how you have already taken some steps to overcome your tax anxiety? Yeah, I haven't even gotten to the tax anxiety stage, Wes, and uh, it's a good thing because my friend Larry Slaughter at Liberty Tax has helped me out. My wife and I have met with him. In person, via phone, via email. Larry, super accommodating, super helpful. He's been around for a while, knows a lot about taxes in short, Wes, and wealth of industry knowledge. He's answered so many of our questions. And whether you're an individual, single, whether you're married, have children, business owner, just a W-2 employee, 1099, whatever your tax status is, he's seen it. And he can help you get a great tax plan together so that you can avoid your tax society. And if you've already gotten into the tax society stage, been chewing on that pencil like you see on the stream there, he can help you overcome it and get rid of it. 803-462-5576. So friend Larry, Liberty Tax. Yeah, shout out, Larry. Appreciate his support of the show as um, always. What do you think, man? Do we, do we hit everything we need to hit today or... You got any closing thoughts, Chris? Yeah, I think we uh, I think we hit most everything. Uh, we'll we'll keep tracking all the coaching stuff, Wes. There's there's going to be some recruiting to talk about. A couple junior days coming up. Those are later this month. Still working on building out those lists of visitors and everything. So, try to save a little bit for the next show. Yeah, for sure, man. And. By the way, a uh, little shout-out to, to Tanner Bailey officially announcing his retirement from football. Looks like he's going to 
be an Auburn student moving forward. So Tanner, always a good dude, man. Always enjoyed talking to him. And kind of said Tanner and Stone, who were like kind of, they were like this, like they were buddies. Um, Both of them have moved on from South Carolina. So I want to throw a shout out to to Tanner and uh, hopefully I think that's going to be a tough, it's a tough transition for a lot of guys when they play football their whole lives. So hopefully he is able to uh, get comfortable and and find what he's looking for in the non football life. Um, All right, y'all, that's going to do it. Appreciate everybody for joining us. Appreciate you for hanging in there. Appreciate all of our supporters and sponsors here as well. Uh, Whatever platform you listen or watch the show on, please uh, leave a review. Please hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, all those things that will help get us in front of more eyeballs. And as always, uh, if you're not a subscriber to GamecockCentral.com, come check us out. Use code SCAR1 to get two months for $1. Um, All right, y'all, for Chris, I'm Wes. Probably be back hopefully on Friday, and uh, maybe we'll have a lot more to talk about then. So y'all have a good one, and we'll see you then.